Hello and welcome back to Growing To Be Me, the podcast. Um, today I'm joined by a very, very special guest and her name is Lynette and she is the spiritual femme and a lot of you listening to this may know her, some of you may not, um, but this was an incredible conversation, um, all things women's circles and sister wound and so many other things. I just hope you enjoyed listening to this. If you did or anything resonated, please feel free to drop me a message. Um, but yeah, enjoy. This is so crazy. Oh my gosh. Like, I can't actually believe that you're going to be on my podcast, like, as a very first um, guest. So, it's a beautiful full circle, isn't it? And I'm so happy and honored to be here as well. So, um, today we have um, the spiritual femme here. If you want to tell us a little bit about you. Yes. It's always so funny when people say, like, here's the spiritual femme. And I'm like, is that me? Is, you know what I mean? It's like, is that, is that truly me? I don't, I guess yes, but then at the same time, it's more my, my brand or the brand of the collective, um, the platform, the um, everything all in one. Um, but yeah, I'm Lynette and uh, over a year ago now, the start of 2019, I started the Spiritual Femme as an Instagram account. And then very soon afterwards, I, I also really wanted to start a podcast. So I did that around um, well, I launched it in June 2019, but I worked on it at, at the start of April, I think it started. And that's called The Spiritual Feminist. And that's kind of how everything that I do now um, has grown from, which is so exciting. And it's, it's, taken, it's taken its own life in a way, which I love. Um, I could have never imagined that something that started out as a hobby and something to just explore something, um, some of my own interests has now taken, taken on a very sacred and lovely part of, of the internet, like this sacred corner that we have together with all of these beautiful women in it. So yeah, that is, you know, how I, how I now ended up on your beautiful podcast. <laughs> oh, wow. No, I think it's very interesting because I kind of met you halfway through the beginning in a way like or when you were doing your in-person yeah. circles um and it's actually quite a funny story how me and Lynette met um it was on Luna Community wasn't it it was through Luna Community yeah it was so obviously we have very similar interests and when I really started to find all of these women online who are talking about these things that I was interested in because that's another thing right you can it, it's one thing to find like a book in a bookshop or or anything else but then to find this whole community online which like who talk about all of these things it was incredible so I signed up for um, Ella Grace's lunar community really wanting to dive deeper into more of the astrology and the lunar cycle and 
Was it me who, po- no, it was you who posted about women's circles, wasn't it? I don't remember. It was now. like, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I put up a post and I just kind of vented and like, so but I, I think I, it was something, I think I was struggling at the time with like finding women who were thinking like me in the area. And um, you actually commented and said, look for women's circles. And that was after I had already attended Ella's women's circle, but I you were like I know <laughs> but that was like a few months before that and I couldn't find any in the area and you just said make your own because w- I'm doing them and then like I just kind of messaged you and you gave me all this incredible advice um, and just kind of gave me like a kick to actually do it um, because I love yeah that. Um, I wasn't really I felt I felt a lot of fear doing it and when I saw that you were doing it like like once a month and the, I remember watching your Instagram story how you were making banana bread and buying flowers and I remember you posting that and like walking there and like taking the pictures and I was like oh my god that's that, that like looks amazing and it just really pushed me to actually do my own I honestly believe that banana bread made women come back more than the actual women's circles. Everyone afterwards was always like, can you email me the recipe, please? Um, so that's so funny that you mentioned that because that's like the one thing that keeps coming up whenever I speak to, to women who did come to those um, in-person circles. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, those snacks. And I was like, well, it's not a bad thing to have that reputation. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I remember because I wasn't doing them for a very long time either when, you know, we, we connected. Um, but there was something inside of me. The minute that I did my first circle, there was something inside of me telling me, you've done this before. And I think that was the moment that my spirituality accelerated, but also just that, that inner female rising, that you know how it feels and you've talked about before in the podcast um it just it all grew from there it all grew from the moment that I actually did it so I think maybe that was the driving force behind me saying you should just do your own because I knew that you know in any way you were seeking this connection you were you were seeking this sisterhood that was me. That was me, like, you know, even a few months before we, we connected. So I was like, you just experience doing it on your own and then you'll see the magic that can unfold. So I think, I think part of the motivation of like giving you the kick of the butt was for me, like, I just really want other women to experience this too, because then we can rise together. Um, and here we are. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So how, what actually inspired, like, how did you come about women's circles? Because, um, yeah, when I, I might be wrong, um, but I had the idea that you just started them by yourself intuitively. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. So the spiritual femme in general is rooted in the ideas of the magical combination of feminism and spirituality or womanhood and spirituality, because I think female spirituality is an amazing liberation tool for women. And it was diving deeper into that specific niche of spirituality and feminism in a way that I at some point found a, a somewhere, a something about female gatherings. And it was also talking about red tents and more traditional gatherings like that and, and, and gatherings rooted in history in that way. And it wasn't a very elaborate passage because 
really, and you'll probably know this, there isn't much literature on these types of gatherings. There isn't much out there, um, which is why I loved helping you out because it was like, you know, not necessarily the blind helping the blind, but in a way, yes. (laughs) So there wasn't much out there, but I just, this passage, it just stuck with me. And I was like, this is interesting. So I started to go online and with like, I followed, I kind of just followed the breadcrumbs in that way because I knew that it sparked something within me. And I don't even remember where I read it, to be honest. Um, but I started to follow that and the little bits of information that I did find online, um, I kind of ran with that because I knew, hey, there's something here that sparked something in me because it doesn't only speak to my female spirituality on a personal level, but it speaks to something deeper it speaks to a type of sisterhood that i don't think i've ever experienced before in my life i find that many women who resonate with the work that we do have a similar because we all grow up in this in this patriarchal society we have a similar background in our experiences with other women which are so wounded like the sisterhood wound is so real And by that, I mean, we are taught to see each other um, as enemies and we are taught to mistrust each other and to talk bad about each other, to gossip, to, to think, oh, but if she is rising up, that means I can't, right? There's only so many seats for women at the table. And that is obviously a myth. And in a way, um, what I love as well is that in Taylor Swift's, on her new album, and I think it's in the, um, in the song Mad Woman, I don't think there's any other um, song that it could be in. It's like, women like hunting witches too, they're doing their dirtiest work for you. And this is exactly it. We're being taught to do the dirty work of the patriarchy. <laughs> So anyway, long story short, it spoke to me on a deep level, being like, I don't think I've ever experienced sisterhood like this before. I mean, I had so many beautiful female friends, of course, but there was always this underlying current of like, oh, she's achieving this. I should do that too. Or there was always just something like that nagging feeling. And then I read about these, these sister circles and these women's circles. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because, you know, we're all in a circle. There's no hierarchy. There is no, there's just no pressures from outside. And the more I started to feel into that, I was like, and also when women gather in this way, we're outside of the male gaze, quite literally, but we're also outside of the patriarchal gaze, the pressures of society. We can literally find ourselves in a safe space, in a safe container together. And the, the day that I did my first circle, which was in my little studio and <laughs> where I used to live, um, and it was, it was way too small for, you know, the women who showed up. It was, it was quite like, uh, we were packed in, which is a very good sign. I had women come there who I knew very well. I had women come who I knew a little bit or who came with a friend and I didn't know that friend. And then I also had actually two women come through the Luna community who were like, oh my gosh, there's a women's circle in the Netherlands? Like what? So they came through through that, which is amazing as well. And I just remember, of course, I was very nervous for my first circle, but I also remember just the second that we 
started the gathering, there was this energy shift and we all left on a high. It was incredible. So yes, it was very intuitive because there was no, there was no clear sign that led me to that, but I followed the breadcrumbs of me starting the spiritual fam, feeling into what female spirituality meant to me and knowing that that could only come into its full potential and existence if I let in that sisterhood. I just, I, I knew that somewhere deep down. Um, I often get the question, like, how did you start the spiritual fam? Like, what, you know, brought you to the spiritual fam specifically? And I don't know. It just kind of happened. And that's not a really great answer. And, you know, it's like, it doesn't really sell very well. But honestly, it's been the most intuitive journey of my life. So, yes, various influences. But other than that, just a deep inner knowing that I had to do it. And it all like the rest is history, to be honest, because it all kind of unfolded from there. Yeah. It's so inspiring to just hear you like talk about that. It's, it's incredible. Did you have a similar experience though? Like, of course, yes, I like kind of maybe put the idea into your head <laughs> in a hopeful, gentle way. Um, but yeah, did you feel kind of similar? I did. I did. Um, for me, I think, um, well, to, to to put it this way, the first circle that I did as well was right here on my living room floor. It was like four of us. I remember that. It was that. tiny. Um, and I remember like, because these basically, I didn't know how to explain what a women's circle was at the time. So it was very much these three friends of mine who had no clue what they were getting themselves into. <laughs> I ended up loving it. Um, but I just remember how I kept getting hot and cold, hot and cold. And I was just, <laughs> I, I felt really, really nervous about leading this group of women. And um, now after doing it for nearly a year, it just comes so naturally. Like I was doing my in-person circle this Sunday and it just felt so natural. And it just felt like com second nature. It just completely... Um, feel so comfortable in the energy that you create with these women. Um, and on the, I think the second circle that I did, I kind of didn't know whether it was for me just because it went slightly wrong <laughs> in some ways. Um, and when I say wrong, I don't mean that anything happened. It was just, there was a little bit of resistance um, and the women didn't really want to do certain things and that I felt that was my fault at the time, but you know, it, it happens. Um, some women might be slightly more resistant to that. Um, and I was actually wondering, what would you say to women who feel resistance in joining or how have you dealt with that? Have you met people like that in the past? Um, I remember that story that you told me that, that it was like, Oh, it wasn't really my, you know, the experience I had the first time. And it, back then also, it made me reflect on, on my experiences with that. To be honest, I've always been quite lucky in a way that um, I've had most women that have attended my circles um, or the circles that I facilitated. I wouldn't say they're mine, but anyway, slight change in, in wording there. But most of them were very, very open, even if I knew they were really nervous before they were also quite committed. And I think that that is, you know, committed to, to contributing to the energy in the room and committing to sort of the mutual respect and love that you have for one another. Um, but 
to the women who maybe feel called to attend something like that, but not necess- but also feel the resistance. I, I would invite them to see where the resistance is coming from. What are the fears coming up? Because as I mentioned before, the sisterhood wound is real. We're all being taught to not trust one another. So of course it's going to feel really fucking vulnerable. Sorry, can I swear on your podcast? (laughs) Here we go. Otherwise beep me out. Um, Of course it's going to feel really, really vulnerable to go to a space, um, whether that is alone or with a friend, you know, still, um, and to, to experience something that we're not really familiar with, because also it's a very new thing for many people, of course. I think you're really, really cool if you know women's circles growing up. Like, I don't, I didn't, I didn't. So, (laughs) so of course you're going to feel resistance. That is so normal. But then also get curious about what calls to you. Like, why does it speak to you? And see the different layers of yourself that those fears and those pulls and those callings call to you, right? Is it, is it my intuition saying it's unsafe? Or is it my fear and my conditioned mind that tells me it's unsafe? Because of course, we're all being taught that going into such spaces with women is very unsafe because, you know, going very deep there, but the patriarchy doesn't want us to rise up together because that means a thread to all the systems that we've grown up in as women specifically, but, you know, as people in general, to be honest, they're very, there are many suppressive layers to, to those systems. So I would say be very gentle in this process. And I think especially in the times that we live in now, it can actually, it can make it a little bit easier for you to attend something on an Instagram live or on a Zoom call. And it's, it's through that, it can be a little bit easier to ease yourself into healing your own um, sisterhood wound in that way. But I do believe that there's also a reason that those intuitive nudges and callings are there and that, you know, maybe this podcast has come on your path or um, your platform or my platform has come on anyone's path. Like there's a reason that this work is calling out to you. So to, I always invite women to then feel into, but what could it, what could this give in terms of possibilities and shifts and changes and empowerment. Why do we always give fear such like such space in the sense that I'm not saying suppress it, but why do you always put it in the driver's seat? Like for me right now, I've come to that point where it's actually going into the back seat. It's not even on the passenger seat. <laughs> and fear is there for a reason, but I always say get curious about the fear, work with the fear. I'm not saying feel the fear, do it anyway, because that means you're like clutching on tight and you're like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing it anyway. No, I'm saying feel into the fear and get curious about it. Okay, what is this telling me? Can I work with that in order to empower myself? And I use that in many different layers in my life, but I've definitely used that in sisterhood and still do actually. Honestly, I, I still have these these wounds coming up in terms of sisterhood of course because it's it's something that i've grown up with for you know i'm 26 now and it's something i've grown up with 
for 20 plus years, let's say, before I really became aware of the toxicity that was, you know, those, those conditionings. So of course, be gentle, be compassionate with yourself, but also get curious about the, the nudges and the excitement and the possibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, does that answer your question? Yeah. I feel like I just kind of, you know, I sometimes go into these passionate monologues. It's really, really (laughs) lovely to hear you speak about that. Um, Because when I attended Ella's circle as well, I felt, well, part of me felt resistant because it was new. But as soon as I signed up to Mm -hmm. it, I knew that I was supposed to be there. And because I had struggled with so many friendships in the past, I felt like that was going to be a turning point for me. And when I got there, I already made connections with people straight away and I left. And ever since then, I have like four new friends um, that I've carried since then. Um, I love that. But yeah, it was just incredible. I remember the exact feeling when I left. I just felt like I was walking on clouds because I was, my energy was just so (laughs) lifted and I was just like, wow, this is what it feels like to really let go um, and really embrace sisterhood because to be honest, during that circle, all of us cried our eyes out. Um, we came there to release a lot of emotional baggage, but it just felt so good to do that without any judgment. Um, knowing yes. that you're completely held and that everyone who's around you is supportive of you and loves you, even though they don't even know you. And I thought that was incredible. And that was, I think, yeah, that was one of the things that made me think about doing women's circles as well. Cause I just wanted that feeling back. Um, and when I finally did yeah. it, I was just, it just feels incredible. Um, it gets so addictive, doesn't it? Um, so true. And yeah, I love what you just said about leaving almost like relaxed. Because this is how I also feel. Even if, you know, the sisterhood one doesn't resonate with you, when do you ever feel like your moments of self-care go deeper than giving yourself some time to do a face mask or run a bath if you have a bath or anything like that and I think women's circles go so deep in terms of energy and in terms of of inner work as well as you know through that outer work as well you can't really explain that in words you really have to experience it to be honest and it's that will ripple out that will have so many effects on you on how you literally walk through life like physically emotionally spiritually everything so i love that you just mentioned that because i think that when do we ever allow ourselves as women to fully relax around other women holy crap (laughs) and i think from like last year from like maybe this let's say i hosted six maybe five I think I hosted six or seven actually in-person circles in 2019 in the end. And I think I got like a good solid 90% crying rate from those. (laughs) And it's like, it's the most releasing healing thing ever because just allowing yourself to be, just to be, and there's no right or wrong however you show up is how you show up. You know, I sometimes got messages from women being like, Lynette, I got a really stressful day yesterday. I'm not sure if I can fully show up for this circle. And then I was like, I think this is exactly what you need because there's nothing, there's no one you need to be. There's nothing that you need to do or there's no mask you need to hold up for yourself or for others. And I think 
reaching that level of vulnerability is so incredibly powerful and healing. So yeah, I definitely agree with you. And that is addictive then. Yes. As well as my banana bread. What can I say? (laughs) Just kidding. I think for me, it's the apple cake. I've been making apple cake for the circles. um, And yeah, it it looks like it's going well. So we'll see. Mm. And we promise we don't put anything strange in it. We promise. Mm. It's just high on life. How you leave. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so going back to women's circles, um, what basically my question is, what what do those mean like what do those mean to you? Like what do you describe them as? Like when someone asks you, what do you describe your safe spaces as? Oh wow. Um that is a really good question. I think what's coming up immediately is a healing space for women. Again, a space where we can allow ourselves to just be, like I mentioned before. A space where you choose to dedicate time to yourself, your own inner work, celebrating any type of cycle of life. Mine are, my circles are often linked to the new moon just because I do really well under that energy. Um, But in general, I think women coming together, you always celebrate some sort of cycle, even if you don't really align with um, any type of lunar cycle or or anything else. So really reconnecting, going back to the roots of what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a female being, or, or a being who feels into feminine energy in this world. Something that's, that's a connection that we have lost over the many, many, many years that you know, all of these systems have been put into place to, to suppress the magic um, that we have as women. And just the magic that means to be a woman or that means to lean into feminine energy. So I think a reconnection to that I think anyone who, I mean, I should probably speak for myself, but what I wanted to say is anyone who has attended a women's circle, facilitated one, will probably feel into a certain sense of connection to all the women that came before. At least I did immediately. And that's, that's really what deepened my, my love for women's circles. I was like, there's, there's something here. It's not just in this moment, me gathering with six or 10 or 12 women. It's, it's, the, it, it's just the deep symbolic meaning that this circle has. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just a short, quick answer, you know, like in a nutshell, it's, honestly, I can't explain it with three words. Um, but I think that, yeah. Hmm. Wow. And you do... Um... You do facilitate online magic, which is a course that actually teaches women how to run these safe spaces. Inspired by you and our contact, because, you know, I was like, okay, I love talking about my experiences. I would never say to someone, okay, here's a five-step guide of how you should do it, because that's not how it works with intuitive work. Um, I know many of us, you know, try to look for those types of things, but um, hate to break it to you if you really want to feel into intuitive work, there's no guide or, you know, um, set rules that you should be following. But 
yes, inspired by our contact because I realized that in my little town, in my little country, you know, I could only do so much. And of course, the ripple effect was already great because there were women bringing on their friends the second time they came around. And I, I had some women who came to pretty much every single circle, which was incredible. Um, also because, you know, I, I started charging for my circles, of course, because I was putting in so much love and energy and the banana bread is not free. So, you know, um, so... I, I realized that I had this passion for healing this sisterhood and for really bringing women together. There was only so much I could do. So I started to think about how we connected and how you, know, you were now facilitating these beautiful spaces and feeling into what that could mean for you on a personal level. And, and I was like, hey, there's something here. This is really interesting. And then I came up with an offering it was first and foremost, it was um, actually rooted in the idea of me wanting to show women how they could facilitate in an offline space, like I had done with you, you know, still virtually meeting up, but showing you how you could do it in your community, which I'm still really passionate about. But when it got to the point where I wanted to roll out that offering, um, we were in the middle of a pandemic and nobody could actually, you know, meet up physically, unfortunately. And then I was seeing all of these people going live on Instagram and I had done live women's circles before and they were just kind of like a little taster of what it could be in person. You know, I never really saw it as a full on um, female gathering, to be honest. But I was like, oh, this could be really interesting because I could use the tool that has brought so many of us together already and tweak it because, you know, I don't, it, it was either that or I didn't offer it at all. And I was like, well, that's not really an option because I feel such a burning passion to bring more healing into the world. So that's how Facilitate Online Magic came about. And I, I am offering it when it feels right. I've done two rounds now and another one is coming up uh, mid-October, which is really exciting. And it's literally me talking about my experiences with women's circles, both offline and online, but mainly so focused right now on online. And it's, it's been incredible so far. Honestly, it's, it's what everybody puts in that, of course, then comes out tenfold. Because yes, again, like I'm a facilitator, just as with a women's circle, I'm a facilitator of that journey. Um, but after those six weeks, women come out and they've facilitated their own online circle. All of them have done that successfully. And some of them have been like, this has been the start of me growing a business or starting up a platform, or I've met people just like you and I have, like I've met people who have otherwise would have never met, but who I resonate with so much. So it's been such a spiritual journey in that sense, like such a spiritual up-leveling where I fully trust that the guidance that I'm supposed to be giving is like, it's the right time, right place. Yeah. It's been so incredible to just see all of those ripple effects and people attending other people's circles. And I've been attending their circles and that has been amazing. Like I just get to enjoy that too, um, which has been great. So yeah, that's been an incredible experience. I'm so excited to do it, to do it again, honestly. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, it's been so incredible to see you do so many things over the, like the last year. Um, it's been so 
because you were in Bali, then you came back and then online learning happened and now you've got a membership and all these things are happening and it's just been so incredible to see you rise. I mean, I feel like us reflecting on when we first connected, that feels like nine lifetimes ago just because I feel like I've lived nine lifetimes in the past year in a good way for sure but it's definitely shown me that there's very little control that we have over life and it's also shown me that that's not necessarily a bad thing because last year me like spring 2019 me could have never imagined me being here sitting here talking to you about these topics and talking about offerings and things that I do and things I believe in and stand for so you know I'm I'm from like my I do have a background in and and still struggle with um anxiety and panic attacks and you know that part of of mental health so for me to say it's been so great to have so little control I don't say that lightly and it's definitely been an interesting journey over the past year but it's it's brought me to this point where I feel so rooted about my mission in life and my passion and the way that I'm now building my life. I've really been able to to empower myself through this beautiful community and this beautiful sisterhood. And I, I mean, honestly, I cry every week because of gratitude of for that, <laughs> which probably sounds mental but it's true and I am just so I will never never take it for granted but the thing is it came so intuitive and it came so through that it came so naturally that it's sometimes I just I I feel like I blink and a year has gone by um yeah so it's it's been an incredible journey so far and I I try to keep such an open mind and like I said feel into the no control approach because who knows where we are next year. I, I don't know. Like nobody could have predicted 2020 anyway, although some astrologers did. <laughs> so, you know, hats off to them. But um, I certainly didn't. And yeah, I, I went to Bali thinking that that was going to change my life, but actually coming back changed my life. <laughs> So uh, here we are. Yeah, wow. I can see that on you. You're absolutely you've actually you've been glowing ever since. Like I've been watching your story, especially after you've come back. Like watching you rise as you have has been so incredibly inspirational. Um, because the pandemic just came out of nowhere as well. Like for all of us, really. Um, and it feels like so long ago that I was in university when that was just like a few months ago. Um, and it's just been, it's been quite a crazy journey, um, but I do love the idea of just not having any control over it. I think that's been my approach as well over the last three months around there and just kind of having that sense of adventure. I remember you said something on your stories yes. of um, when you feel the pressures, do the opposite. Yeah, I, right. I live by that. <laughs> so true. Yeah, no, same, because it's, it's any time that we feel contraction, and this is something that I really learned with my anxiety, because my anxiety, when it really kicks off, it's like, it makes me not leave the house. And in times like these, it's not great, because it actually um, 
really enforces my anxiety and I've noticed that over the past even the past month to be honest at the start I didn't really struggle with it but yeah um, so my anxiety really makes me contract physically mentally emotionally spiritually so whenever you feel into that contraction you just want to curl up in a little ball and even when it's not necessarily related to, to anxiety but when it's just you know something else that makes you want to curl up in a little ball that because you're going through growth or through an emotional um, growth spurt or anything like that, literally what you can do is physically spread out your arms, spread out your legs, just literally take up space. And for me, that is so symbolic. Like you said, it becomes this mantra that we can use. Like when you feel contraction, feel into growth. When you feel into fear, feel into whatever's on the opposite side of fear for you. For me, it's intuition. When you feel into self-doubt, feel into the confidence that you've built up so far. Look for things in your past, in your present, that confirm to you that your intuition is safe to feel into, that you know, sisterhood is safe, or, or anything else that you may be struggling with, that you're always being held and supported. Because also when I say that I feel into having no control. What I mainly mean by that, it's not that I just sit about and I'm like, oh, well, I can't control anything. Never mind. <laughs> it's actually very active for me because what I mean by that is it's more of a co creation with the universe. I feel more into alignment and I see the signs that the, I'm open to the signs that the universe gives me. And through that, I create, through that, I channel, through that, I put my offerings out there. For me, that, that's the opposite of controlling and, and thinking, oh, but what is the best marketing strategy for this? Or, oh, what if we, you know, approach my anxiety from this and this standpoint? No. So yes, exactly. It's like when we feel into one thing that makes us feel small or afraid, can you feel into the opposite in any type of way? And be very gentle with yourself in that process, especially when you do suffer from um certain things um in terms of mental health or even physical health but it's been i think that is such an empowering mantra to carry around and can be for me literally sometimes it means when i find myself making myself smaller physically especially right now where we're all avoiding each other on the streets i always try to be the one who's the smallest and who's you know in no one's way and then I notice these, honestly, not to be all feminist, but I notice all these men just walking about literally, you know, when it's, when it's kind of, I don't know if you have the same in the UK, but for us, it's like taped on the, in the shopping streets, you know, for us, obviously keep to the right and we'll be keep to the left, but yeah. And it's like, this, these men just walk straight at me and I'm like, well, what are you going to do about it? Like, <laughs> So it's just things like that, which makes me feel, feel into empowerment, taking up more space, literally doing the opposite of what I've been conditioned to do. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's such a, oh, I feel into that on a daily basis. It's such, especially that. I'm driving now. Um, so there's a lot of, yeah, it, it's quite interesting to be driving in the UK. There's road rage yeah, there is that <laughs> <laughs> just try not to feel into that too much um but you know sometimes you make mistakes and the way that people react says more about them than it says about you um and 
I tried to keep that in mind and yesterday I thought to myself because um, someone swore at me because I, I, I basically I accidentally um, ran like a yellow red light um, that was just changing and this guy swore at me because I cost him another five seconds before he could turn and um, I thought about that for about 20 minutes on the drive and I was like, oh, I'm so angry at that. And then I thought to myself, but that's his hate. That's not mine to carry. Like, yeah. it's his hate. So why do I have to carry it on my shoulders? Why can't I just let it go? Um, and that just kind of really shifted that for me because I just thought, yeah, why would I put that on myself? That's my choice. It's not like he's standing above me and putting that on me. He said it and it's my choice to hang on to it or not. And that's so powerful. And I think that's also a process, right? Because we often find ourselves, the women that I meet on, on this path and in this sisterhood, we're often empaths or at least very sensitive to, to certain things. And I, I have learned over the years to, to choose what I let into my energy, but that will always be an exercise, you know, it will always be something I actively need to practice. So I completely get that. And I think even just you knowing that it's a choice will shift that. And even if your mind is like, oh, but I'm still so like hung up about it and I feel so bad and like something's like, oh, on my chest, like feel into what could help. Can you create space for breathing, right? Because anger or sadness or frustration often builds up in our system and it's like can I breathe through it can I allow myself to be you know in this moment have it to be there but also know that I can choose to shift this and choose to not let it um, stick with me in a way yeah I think that's really powerful I love that yeah well thank you so so much um, for speaking Thank to you. me. It's been so, so inspiring to hear you and to like just look back onto everything um, last year. I know. It's so, it's so crazy. I can't believe it's been like over a year. Um, no, in some ways it feels shorter and in other ways it feels like I've been doing this my whole life, which I love. <laughs> so I'm sure you'll feel the same where it's like, it just feels so aligned and natural. It's like, oh yeah, I'm doing this. Like I've been born to do this. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for being here, uh, for being my first guest. Um, Yay! Such an honor. I loved yeah. it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I just wanted to remind you that I currently am offering a membership called Fierce Surrender, um, starting at only £12.99 a month. And you get one meditation, you get exclusive circles and a lot of intuitive content. So if you'd like to join, just check out my website for Fierce Surrender the membership and you are more than welcome to join um we are starting with the circle on the 20th of september so make sure that you join beforehand um but yeah thank you so much for listening to this and i hope i will see you soon bye bye